Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read, recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Starring the original book divas Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerds Jessica Butcher and Josh Lupton. Together, searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. Okay. Yeah, that one's a little, by the way, it likes to move. <laughs> <laughs> it like comes at you. <laughs> That's the one I normally use. <laughs> Usually, Vonnie sits over here. So you guys, you guys did the. Yep, we flipped it around on you. And Nicole usually sits over here. And I'm in the middle. <coughs> but now Nicole has decided that she didn't feel good today, so. Because otherwise we would have had to share microphones, so we decided that was okay. She could have the day off. Feel mm-hmm. you, Nicole. What are you doing? I'm looking at my book. Doop, singing to doop, myself. Doop, <laughs> doop, 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 doop. You know that I always sing to the voices in my head. <laughs> it keeps them calm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so scared right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are so used to me by now. I know, I'm just kidding. You know, I'm quirky. Okay, Kayla, fun. talk in your microphone a little bit. Hello. Say your full name. Kayla Saxon. A little more loud and confidently. Kayla Saxon. That's much <laughs> better, honey. <laughs> we really won't bite you much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not on your first oh visit, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll we'll just nibble you around the neck and ears a little bit. <laughs> it's fine. So today, it was a shopping excursion extraordinaire. Oh gosh. Yeah. Poor Vonnie. A drug girl all over town. Made her shop. Well, it wasn't only that. I went shopping with my son before. So it was early in the morning. She was up shopping before I left my house this morning on a Sunday. Before I even left to go shopping, I did two loads of laundry and crocheted two hats. Crikey. Do you, like, not sleep? I mean, I got a full 40 minutes. What is that off of Elf? (laughs) I got a full 40 minutes. (laughs) You're an angry little elf. (laughs) I love that movie. <laughs> well, I slept in. Seriously. <clears throat> then I went and got Vonnie from her house after she was done after Tyler was done dragging her around. Yeah. And then Tyler sat and talked to her the whole time that I was taking bags upstairs. <laughs> Did you see that? I think you're the favorite Chivalry parent is today. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> he gets out of the car and there's groceries in the back. And I take a whole handful and I'm like, okay, the rest are on the other side. He just walks over there and starts talking to Martha in her car. Well, no wonder you were giving him the hairy eyeball. I, I wondered like, what I said. Is she mad at you for something? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> well, no, I wasn't So now mad. I understand what was going I on. I wasn't mad. It was just kind of one of those things like... What the hell? <laughs> I'm your mom. Now I get it, because he was supposed to carry the groceries up. Well, usually he does, but I guess we kind of switch places, because usually he carries the groceries and, and I take care of them. Well, this time I carried the groceries up and he took care of them. Are so, you sure he took care of them? I They're probably so, still sitting on your counter in there. There was meat in there, which I hope he did. That You'll get home, there'll be a pool of eggnog ice cream all over your I won't countertop. And spoiled meat. 
Yummy. I guess that's what's for dinner. Spoiled meat. It's what's for dinner. Beef. <laughs> hey, with my like sick voice, I got real deep. Ooh, Jessica. She's Jessica. got a husky voice. Come on, give me some of that. Smelly cat. Smelly cat. What are oh, they feeding you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Kayla. You can, like, you know, tell us. Poor Kayla. She's, like, totally going, who are these people? Well, you know. You've heard the podcast. Kayla is our first blind guest. Yep. No, she's of- not blind. Although I wonder, because you know, she's a blind guest in that she drove up from Lawton to be on the podcast, and we'd never met her before. Right. She's our first social media guest. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Hi, Kayla. Hi. <laughs> We've got her a little intimidated right now. Nice. She's never done a podcast before, so give her a big, warm social media welcome when you get the chance. Because we did put out a call on social media. We did. Yep. We said, you know what? We need to have more people come on and review the kind of books they like so that we can get a wider view because a wider we can't, selection. Po- yeah, w- mm-hmm. wider selection of different kinds of books. Because Which we also have another girl who wants to come on that. We do. On. We have a girl coming from Texas too. Texas. Yeah, I saw yeah. that yeah. sometime in January. So, right. yeah. And I will just have to say that the other day um, we had another. We were named in another article from Yellow. Is it Yellow Taxi? Yellow Taxi Press. Mm-hmm. Yellow Taxi Press, and somebody actually commented on that and told said that we were the diamond in the rough of podcasting. <gasps> that we were like a, like a, you know, a find. Yay! And she listened to us all the time, so that was very, very exciting. Wasn't that Stormy Davis? Yes. From Hampton, wait, 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 Virginia? Wait, wait, wait. No, no. Stormy no, no, Davis no, no, no. was the one, was the other one. I'll tell you about her in a minute. But I thought that was pretty cool. That is very that cool. Was, I told her that I was going to talk about it on the on the podcast because I thought that was a very good. We have to shout out her name though. Look her up, and I have to tell this other social media um, shout out story. Okay, so because of that other um, podcast that we did, asking for people to give us suggestions, um, talking about different genres, Stormy Davis from Hampton, Virginia wrote in and said that she would like to suggest an author to me. And I was very pleased that this was in the library. It was um, Stuart McBride. There was one in the library on audio. And it was a really super short one. And I was very disappointed that the library did because there were like 15 of them on ebook. And I was like, man, really? Because it's Scottish crime. And you know how I love Scots. I love Scottish people. They're so awesome. <laughs> so I was really excited because there's one on audiobook, and it just so happened to be Christmas themed. And what? you liked it, right? I did. You know why I liked it? Hmm. Well, among other things, the best reason I liked it was because I got a brand new swear out of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get ready for this. Drum roll, please. <laughs> You sodding cheese-flavored ass monkeys. <laughs> cheese-flavored ass monkeys. Sodding mm. cheese-flavored ass Sodding cheese-flavored ass monkeys. I can't quite do the Scottish accent, but I think you can probably picture it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So thank you to Stormy Davis from Hampton, Virginia, for that awesome suggestion. And now I'm going to have to go read the rest of them on ebook because the library does not have the rest of them on audio. Oh, that's down. Okay, our other um, Twitter follower who... 
commented was Laura Tackett. Tackett. Laura Tackett. Thank you, Laura Tackett, for calling us Diamonds in the Rough. And she said, you girls are like a hidden podcast treasure, a diamond in the rough. Oh. You just know it when you see or hear it. She's so sweet. I'd kiss her right on the mouth. (laughs) Don't say that. You might quit listening. (laughs) I mean, we've already talked about how we stalk people, so. Yeah, and isn't this thing in the media about, you know, people harassing each other? I suppose I probably should reevaluate my my behavior in that light. (laughs) I tell you what. If it's book related, it's not stalking. (gasps) Very good, Kayla. We like that. If it's like book-related, it's not stocking. Will that hold up in court, though? <laughs> could. Could. Where's, where's Nicole? <laughs> she's, our, she's our legal advisor in this matter. Can I, I'll just make Nicole noises on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> she's like a whiz. You, you say something, and it's like there. And I'm just like, Nicole, oh, how did that happen? She really does. You can hear her on the podcast doing that, can't you? She does that. She sits over there, and she's like, give me a second. I yeah. found it. I, yeah. sit there, I sit there and watch her from there. I'm like, how did she oh. do that? <laughs> the tech whiz. Whoa. Okay, so it's Christmas time. Yes. And me and Martha decided to do something. And this was just kind of like a, off of a whim that we kind of came up with on, what was it, Saturday? I texted you and said, yeah. what are you doing? Saturday, she's like, I think I should come over. I have an idea. You remember those things we bought like last year that we never knew what to do with? Well, I have an idea. I know what we're doing. So I said, okay, come on over. So So we made... We made presents. Bookmarks. Actually, she made presents. I I bought the supplies. It's got owls. It's got owls. I'm so excited. And I will let you pick. There's there's one with a tree or one with a fairy? Fairy. And it's great. We chose correctly. Good. Yay. Thank you. So we made little bookmarks. They're little crocheted. We'll we'll take a picture of it and put it on Facebook to show you what they look like. And we will will even sell them if anybody is interested in buying them. We'll put them for sale. Very cheap, of course. But Vonnie is a wizard with a crochet needle, that girl. She's, She's really awesome. We have tons of little charms. So we're very excited about our little venture we've got going here. And I want to open my gift from Jessica Oh, yeah, now. Jessica yeah. made us a gift. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she's also a whiz. <gasps> okay, so. Oh, oh, my gosh. It's a coffee cup coaster. It is. <laughs> coffee cup coaster That's and a little, a little cup koozie. They should Aww. fit around Starbucks cups. It looks like a pattern. <laughs> it has a that little heart so on it. Cute. Let me see if it fits around my Starbucks. We have to take pictures of these, too. It does. It fits right on my Starbucks cup. And (laughs) it says three book girls. It does. Oh, Oh my gosh. I want one. That is very cool. Thank you very much. I'm speechless. I love it. Jessica, I'm speechless. Oh, my gosh. That is very cool. That is so awesome. <laughs> I think I'm going to weep. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Oh. Love it. Garrett, now I feel like mine is very, very mediocre. No. <laughs> no. no. So they're perfect. Awesome. Thank you. It's got our little logo on it. It does. I like oh. it. Thank you, Jessica. You're welcome. Oh. Garrett's mom let me use her, like, scan and cut thing. Oh, really? Well, now we know who has one. (laughs) Yep. That's pretty cool. cool. We'll take pictures of our presents and put them on Facebook. I love it. (laughs) I suppose we should move right along. 
We should talk about our Christmas podcast with Christmas books. Mm-hmm. Who wants to lead the way with Christmas book? Jessica, <coughs> you got the most de- depressing Christmas book, so you want to go first? Uh, sure. I don't know okay. if it's the most depressing, but <laughs> it's pretty depressing. <laughs> you so. said it was depressing, so maybe we should start out with the... But it's also pretty good, and you kind of like, lo- like, you love the characters, so that's kind of why it's depressing, because you're like, dang, this sucks. <laughs> sucks for them. Yeah. But I read uh, Last Christmas in Paris by Hazel Gaynor and Heather Webb, and it is set in World War One. Um, like... The main characters are Evie and Thomas. <laughs> and Evie and Evie's brother Will and Thomas are best friends and Thomas and Will go off to war to fight in the war. And it's and it's written as a series of letters, which is usually kind of like I don't really like it like that, but I actually kind of enjoyed it with this one cuz you got to like hear their I don't know, it was interesting. But um there's just it's World War One, so there's a lot of death and bad things and death, destruction, depression. She lives in London and they're stationed in France and so it's them writing back and forth to each other and like they they love each other but they won't say that they love each other and they're just like confused and there's this other guy that's like asking her to marry him her 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 to marry him. <laughs> and um you know and her brother and it's just kind of about their journey to where they like finally fall in love and i like it's interest i think i don't know it's definitely a romance but it's also got some like historical fiction aspects to it cuz it like talks about how gruesome the war was like with the like biological beginning biological warfare and like he tells about all the stuff that he sees in the trenches and like all, she talks about the Zeppelin raids on London. Um, they even men- mentioned like the sinking of the Lusitania. It's got a lot of oh, really okay. good historical points with it, which is something that I really liked. And it was kind of nice. I haven't read a romance in a very long time, so it was kind of nice. But I'm ready to get back to Hitchhiker's Guide. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of an interesting um, balance. Yeah, it's like it got the romance side, but it also has a lot of like, just really, like oh gosh, Sad it was really bad. About World War One. Yeah, and just I don't know, it was interesting. I liked it mm. though. I will say I liked it, but there's like some if I like say something about the plot too much, I give away like big things that are like dropped on you. So I'm like trying to decide what I can talk about, but mostly so it flashes between. Thomas in modern day Paris mm-hmm. and Thomas and Evie's correspondence back then because okay. they're always dreaming about having a Christmas because at the beginning of the war they're supposed to be home by Christmas mm-hmm. and they're not home until Christmas like years later yeah <laughs> and so they they talked about we'll spend Christmas in Paris it gave me like some hardcore like notebook vibes sometimes but I really did like it I enjoyed it it was different than what I normally read but not my favorite thing to read but it would be really good for someone who likes that stuff because it was very good and very good historical fiction wise. Mm-hmm. So. so maybe a little too romancy for you, but still a really great book. Yep. And then she like joins the like WAAC and goes and like takes over as a telephonist. So you get like, WAAC of, is what? Or WACC. I don't know. It's like some acronym for like the Women's Army Corps. 
they go because like we're lo- we have yeah we have like we're like losing men, mm-hmm. so they go to take over the positions so that the oh, men okay. who had them can go to war. To, to the, to so the she's front like lines. she's like a telephonist, and huh. there's a lot of stuff that was interesting with it. But I kind of like it when they take when they are able to weave information in, mm-hmm. as opposed to doing an information dump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they did with frog music. Yeah, oh, yeah, where they we did it. You saw? Did you read Froggies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The way they went. the way they took information about the smallpox epidemic and they were able to weave that into the story so that they didn't have to give an information dump, it just became part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's I learned how... a lot of stuff I didn't know before. Mm-hmm. So I like it when they do that. That's how this is. Yeah. Because like, like in their letters, they talk about like the things that they're experiencing. So he's talking about like all of the men who have like big sores from the gas that the Germans are unleashing in the trenches oh, and like chemical warfare stuff like that and then Ew. he gets sent to like a hospital for like because he has like a nervous breakdown because he's been there for like three years no leave and mm-hmm. so they send him to a hospital and it talks about like how that's the beginning where people start seeing PTSD and stuff oh. like that mm-hmm. it was really like, I, I really liked the historical fiction aspect of it the romance was kind of nice but it was just like it opens with him like as an old man who knows he's about to die, and so you're like, "This is just doomed for me." I don't know. <laughs> like it's just gonna be sad the whole time because I know he's about to die yeah. in real, like in our time. But it's about his last Christmas in Paris, and it's really centered around Christmas because they had always said. Why do you think they do that? What? Here's my question: Why do you think they they go for sad, sappy books at Christmas time? What, what is that about? Do I don't think? know. Well, because this... a lot of people reflect at Christmas time. Oh. You reflect on family, and whenever you reflect on family, you think about family who's not there anymore. So you end up thinking about a person and, and how you miss them. So Yeah, or like your first Christmas without somebody. And I think with this book, they centered it around Christmas because one of the bigs, camp- and it, it also talked about how like the government was keeping the truth about the war out of the press a lot. And like Kelly kept saying, we'll have the boys home by Christmas. And then they don't make it home by Christmas. Mm. So I think that's why it was kind of centered around Christmas and how they had this Good dream that they would spend Christmas in Paris. Hmm. And she's like a journalist and like almost gets like arrested for writing like the truth about the war while she's over there. Oh. Because they're like, we don't want that in the news because it hurts our militia efforts. It was really, in- there's a lot of really interesting stuff to it. Hmm. Hmm. And what was the name of it again? Last Christmas in Paris. By Hazel Gaynor and Heather Webb. I think one of them is like probably a romance author and the other one brought a bunch of historical stuff to it. <laughs> I think. It's a mashup. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla, are you ready to dip your toes in the water yet? No. no. <laughs> she <shakes her> head. <laughs> Okay, Vonnie, you can go next. (laughs) All righty. Well, I read one called Unholy Night by Seth Graham Smith. And this is the same author who wrote um, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Slayer. (laughs) Which was awesome, by the way. Which I love. Because this book was a little different than what I thought it would be. I thought it would be more of a comedy when I read the, the, you know, the insert. Or is that what you call it? Mm-hmm. The on the that's on the, the book? fly leaf, yeah. fly leaf, whatever. Because I thought it was going to be more of a comedy, and it actually read more like a B-rated action film, 
which was still okay because it completely kept my attention the whole time. <laughs> and it was, there were parts that were very, had a lot of dry humor. And then, of I course, my humor dry. There was, you know, an actual storyline that you could follow. And, you know, they didn't go too extreme with stuff, which, I, you know, I have a problem with. So, yeah. but what it is, it is about a gentleman named Balthazar. Balthazar. And he it is. Sounds like a name of a wizard. <laughs> Balthazar. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what the I thought. Sorcerer's Apprentice. Isn't the sorcerer <laughs> Balthazar? It I is. think it might be. Yeah. It is. <laughs> so, Balthazar is a thief who lives in a town named um, Antioch. And some things occur in his younger life that makes him very bitter and mean. And he decides that he is going to steal as much as he can from Roman soldiers and Roman governors and, and you know, from anyone who has anything to do with the Roman Empire. Okay. And so, and he's very good at it. So they end up calling him the Antioch Ghost. So he has this huge reputation going in while he... He gets caught. He gets thrown in jail. He teams up with a couple other people. They break out of jail. And to be able to do it, what they do is they end up asking for priests as their last rites because they're going to be hung while they steal their priests' robes. Oh, yeah. So then they look like holy men or wise men. It's nuns on the run, man. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And some other things occur, and um, Balthazar ends up helping um, Mary and Joseph uh, get baby Jesus to Egypt because um, uh, King Herod, who is a Roman king, um, is trying to kill him, and what he does is he goes to Bethlehem because there's a, a you know a prophecy that the king of the Jews is going to be born in Bethlehem. Right, so he goes through and kills all the two year old children or any, whatever it is. Any male child who's under two years old, he sends his Roman army to kill any child under two years old who's male. Right, and so Balthazar ends up helping them escape and to get to Egypt so that you know Jesus can grow up to be you know jesus and um you know, i don't know very much jesus. About, you know he walked so he on water be, oh you know jesus and stuff so he can be like you know the son Holy. of god and stuff i don't you know, know very godly much about and the bible shit. so i had to look some of this stuff up because i didn't of course i didn't know you don't need to apologize. This is a no judgment zone. <laughs> so um, it it was it was a good story, and it kept me. I went when out, I saw that it was that it was based on the sort of a three wise men concept, and re- I read the back. I thought it was hilarious yeah. the way that it was put forward because the the insert it looked, said it looked very interesting. Right, it said, "What if the wise man." Weren't really wise men, but three escaped cons running from running from the Romans army. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a good story. <laughs> but it is, and there's some really funny parts mm-hmm. and some really good parts because, of course, you know, it is a it is an actual has a storyline and it has a good storyline. Hmm. So I would so, recommend it. It was good, and like I said, but I liked Vampire Hunter too. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. So did I. Actually, he has a. I, I like his writing style. Seth Graham Smith is 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 a very good writer. Definitely. Right. 
So I would, I, I mean, I would sure, give it why a five. Not? It's not my usual kind of book at all because I am not an action fight scene kind of reader and this had a lot of fight scenes and action and you're like oh my god how are they going to get out of this predicament <laughs> so it, this is bizarre it's like it's an action christmas book it is <laughs> that's just so bizarre it is it's very very it, it was good though i liked hmm. it it's very interesting okay so it's a, what is it again it's unholy night by seth graham smith okay kayla you're up girl what do we got um, I read John Grisham's Skipping Christmas. I have heard of that. Me too. And it's been sitting on my shelf for like, I don't know, six years because I have this OCD about having all the books by an author. And uh-huh. I've never read it. I always read his criminal books. And So you are you a, a, one of those people who collects, you have to have all the ones by that author? Is that what you're saying? Yes. So you've got a Grisham collection. I do. Ah, I see. And because he wrote a Christmas book, you had to have it. (laughs) Just never read it. Exactly. I was like, you know, it was at Goodwill. It was a dollar. Why not? Hey, Mm -hmm. you know, cheap books are the best kind of books. Yeah, don't pass it up. Because even if it's just mediocre, it was a buck. So skipping Christmas. Yes. And all this time, I did not realize it was the movie Christmas with the Cranks is based off of this book. Oh, okay. so I had never seen the movie and never read the book. So it's my first year for both. And oh. which did you do first? I read the book first. Good girl. Always. Yes. Always. Yes. Yes. So She's a like true her. book girl at heart. <laughs> so is this like a comedy? Yes. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Good. All right. So give us the general uh, overview without giving away too much because, you know, we have been accused of spoiling. We don't want to spoil. All right, so we have Luther and Nora Crank, and their daughter is going to, like, Peru or somewhere in South America for Christmas with the Peace Corps, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And so this is their first Christmas without her. So he's like, I don't feel like we should do Christmas this year. He goes through and calculates all the money they've spent on Christmas in the past, and he's like, I don't see putting all this out there. Our child is gone. Let's go on a vacation. That sounds so awfully nice. He presents the idea to his wife, <laughs> yeah. and she's all on board until the neighborhood starts. Like they outcast them. Like you're not going to put up your decorations. You're not what kind of what kind of people are you? So he goes throughout how they're like they are against it. We're not spending money. We're not putting decorations up. They're like hiding from their neighbors in their house. They're not <laughs> donating money to like the door to door. Like the cops come by for their calendar. They don't want that. They don't want. They don't want to buy a tree. Everybody's upset. They don't. They just can't understand why they won't accept. We you know won't celebrate Christmas because that's what they're supposed to do as a neighborhood. Talk Even about their pressure. I think their yeah. preacher judges them, like you're not celebrating Christmas this year. So oh. they are all set to go, and bam, the daughter calls. I'm coming home for Christmas. Oh no! <laughs> so of course, moms, as you know, moms can be. We've got to do Christmas. So they rush around and at the end, basically. Don't tell us what the end is. Okay. So the gist of it is, even though you may feel like you don't need to celebrate something that you always have, it brings out what you see in yourself when you don't. Like you see Mm -hmm. different sides of other people. You see actually the true meaning of it in the end. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way you described how everybody else reacted because I guess I wouldn't think about that because yeah. I have a son who's 19 now mm-hmm. and there may be 
coming up pretty soon where we may might not want to celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Maybe take a vacation instead. That's an interesting That's idea. Just take off and go I don't take all that money and you families have that. a vacation. Yeah. They have like older kids, like 16, 17, 18. And they're like, so would you guys give up Christmas presents so we can all go on a cruise? And they're like, yeah. And they go on a cruise. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I guess I never really thought about it. That that brings up a total a conversation I never would have, because I never saw the movie. I did see that there was a movie, but I never saw the movie. I'm not much for Christmas movies, but I never considered that. Never considered that anybody else would be interested in me not celebrating something. Yeah, right. because you would think that that would be like a private decision. You wouldn't think that it would. the whole community would have to be a part of that decision. Oh, we all know that's not true. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it ends up being... Christmas of the Cranks is one of my favorites. I love that movie. <laughs> People are extremely judgy. We know that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Sad, but true. And it shows you how commercialized Christmas is. Once he started calculating those figures, I was like, whoa. It is. And that's it's not so... a new book either. No. So I bet that price tag was up, 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 exactly. up. Exactly. Her credit card bills would probably show us that, huh, girls? Yeah. Holy crap. But you know what? Just the concept of not spending that much money at Christmas and saving it and doing something else with that money. I mean, that's actually a pretty, I think that's not a bad concept because Mm -hmm. especially like, you know, instead of having like a big meal that you're going to end up throwing half of it away. Yeah. Instead, make it a smaller meal. Or, I mean, I know some people who instead of making a big meal, the whole family goes and cooks dinner for the soup kitchen. Right. On that day. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's their family tradition. That's what they go do. Mm-hmm. So we, I, I guess it just depends on what your family does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your family can make its own tradition at any time. It doesn't have to right. always be the same. And that's <laughs> the cool thing about it is that you can shift gears at any time in your life. You don't have to follow the same script your whole life long. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. What did you think of it? I liked it. I really did. I enjoyed it. It was a quick read and I almost never read Christmas books. So so happened when you said I was coming up here for this week. I was like, oh. I read a Christmas book. <laughs> Yay. I mean, I'm reading one to my kids right now, but, you know. That's a little is, different, This though, is nothing yeah. I've ever, I, never, I usually don't do Christmas stories at all, Me ever. Either. I'm usually Us reading either. something about somebody killing someone. Like, hey, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's one of us. <laughs> well, we'll definitely have to have you come back when it's a non-Christmas show. It just happened to fall on a Christmas, on a Christmas right? podcast. Just one of those happy accidents, I guess you could say. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> We're so glad you came and joined us. Well, I hope you enjoy. I did. My dad. I told my dad about it, and I was like, you know, I listen to my podcast, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I found one that's in Oklahoma. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, they asked me to come up there, and he's like, you better take somebody with you. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Because because book people are crazy. <laughs> And he, this morning he was like, are you taking anyone with you? I was like, I'm taking the boys. I'm like, but people are not crazy. He was like, you didn't see yourself last night about that package. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, you well, can tell the story. Okay. Tell the story about the package. Point. Wait, 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 wait. First, give your title and artist of your book, and okay. then we'll tell the story. Um, my book was Skipping Christmas by John Grisham. Okay, now tell the story of, of the book Thief. Yes, my 
my neighborhood book Some thief. fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah, that is messed up. This is yeah. messed up. This happened it to you when? Up. Yesterday? Yesterday. Yes. So I um, am a subscriber to Book of the Month. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I had picked my books at the first of the month, but I unfortunately picked a popular book, so I had to wait an extra 10 days for them what to book even was ship. It? I picked um, Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine. I'm on the list for that book. I'm very excited to get it. Well, oh my I was gosh. too. <laughs> so I've been tracking it since it shipped, and yesterday I was like, okay, well, it'll be delivered today. So my dad lives literally down the street from my house. So I went to get my hair done, and I told the boys, go down to your grandpa's house, watch TV. Well, I got the alert that my book had been delivered at 12.15. So I called them at like 12 38 um, go down to the house and get the box off of the porch so they go down there and my son was like he got the mail and he didn't see the book the box so he didn't say anything until I had gotten home from my hair appointment I'm like where's my box and mm-hmm. he was like your box wasn't down there I'm like that was like four hours ago why didn't he tell me I forgot nine year olds <laughs> or eleven year olds so I, I get out my I go to my house I get out my car I start looking around maybe she put it behind a tree didn't want anybody to get it my neighbor comes across the street and he's like um, I think my wife knows what you're looking for so I go talk to her and she's like yeah the mail lady came and she went to put it on the porch but she saw a car drive by slowly so she waited until the car passed and she put it behind your tree well at the same time two little girls were walking up the street and as soon as she drove off they went up and grabbed your package went to the other neighbor's yard ripped it open threw the box on the ground and kept walking I was like it's books I know they're not reading them because clearly you can't read on the boxes it says book of the month there was no person there there was no tablet it was books oh, oh that and they like tore the box open and so I found I found the box and I was just so upset <sighs> I would have been a yeah. real life book thief yeah and this was in Lawton yes and apparently people have been taking packages off of porches who but does that like you stole are, someone's ooh. Christmas present like exactly what kind of that was my Christmas present cold. to myself yeah, How awful crazy. is that? And I feel like the police judged me when I called them, too. Because they were like, what was in the package? And I was like, my books? <laughs> <laughs> is that a problem? Right. And books is are like, very valuable. <laughs> dispatch is like, uh, how much are they worth? I'm like, well, they were hardcover brand new books. And $26 a piece, that's $52 worth of books. <laughs> Only two books, but they took both of them. And she was like... Okay. People don't see the value in books. It's not no. even that like, makes me so cross because I know exactly the, how you feel. Like because they look at you like they're only books. What do you mean they're only books? If I told you it was an iPad, you'd be treating me different right now. Exactly. Yeah. I'm seeing the cops right over. Yeah. <sighs> mm. yeah. Like, well, it's really? not even like the monetary value of the book. It's like the hours of like holy goodness that you well, get out I mean, of the book. Well, I mean, look at look the fact that she's been waiting for that book. Right. She's already claimed ownership of that book and loved it and waited for it that whole time. Cleared a spot on her shelf for it. Oh. I, actually, I did. <laughs> I, I sat there last night looking at that whole, like, uh, my books could be right there. That's I got like two somebody books. taking your puppy out of your yard. Exactly. Because you fall in love before you even get it. Kayla, I'm sorry for your loss. It's okay. I hope they get flu over Christmas break. <laughs> Coal in their stockings. Well... You know, I hope at least, at the very least, I hope someone reads it. Right. And doesn't throw it in the trash. It's very true. Because really, that would even be worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. Let's hope Somehow not. I doubt it, but. And they sent Christmas stickers in this box this month, too. 
And now you don't have your stickers? No, or my bookmarks that they always send. I'm sad for you. I want to make you another bookmark just because you're sad. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take her about five seconds. So. Right. She's <laughs> fast. Six loads of laundry and grocery shopping in between. I do have to grocery shop tonight. <laughs> How do you find time to read? I'm like, well, don't you watch a lot of TV? Exactly. I'm very judgy about that. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, if you had time to watch, um, if you had time to binge watch Netflix, then you certainly had time to read a book. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, Bonnie? Exactly. Yeah. I binge watched The Ranch the other day. <laughs> I love The Ranch. Yeah, we, we got Sam back on The Ranch. man. I found out that Rooster got bumped for um, sexual, harassment. sexual harassment. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so they're not going to do another series because Rooster got bumped. Yeah. Are you serious? Either that or they'll have, to, they'll have to kill him off. Yeah. yeah. Rooster's out. Yeah. He's we like, got to see his ass in this episode, though. I heard. Well, he can file that. Like countersuit sexual harassment. <laughs> Maybe. Mm, no, they have to do another episode. They ended at another cliffhanger. They do that. Don't tell me what it is. I haven't seen it yet. I didn't tell you what it is. I just said it was a cliffhanger. They cliffhangered. Okay, was it like season two? They cliffhangered hardcore with like the bad news. And I was like, I stopped watching for like a month. I was like, F you. I was so happy and now I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Anyway, let's get back on track, shall we? All right. I've decided to take the tongue-in-cheek approach for the alternate Christmas of Hogfather by Terry Pratchett. Now, for those of you who have not visited the Discworld before, the Discworld is flat. Sort of like the flat earthers here who believe the world is flat. The Discworld is flat and revolves or sits sits on the back of four elephants mm-hmm. that stand on the back of a giant tortoise that floats through space if you can picture that okay <laughs> so the, that's that's actually the, how how the disc world is floating through space on the back of a giant tortoise that sits okay. on the back of so I need four to read elephants. Terry Pratchett Yes, you do okay. need to read Terry Pratchett. Like Terry Pratchett. I can't. The do Discworld it. is the most awesome fantasy series on. Gotta read Terry on the Pratchett. flat Earth. The flat Earth. <laughs> the it's very, very funny, very, very punny, very pithy, very hilarious. This particular, um, this this particular. I think this is number twenty in the series. Okay. All right. The reason that I'm talking about it, obviously, is because it is a Christmas story. (laughs) Now, Hogfather is sort of like Santa Claus, only he is, he comes on Hog's Watch Night. And instead of coming with his reindeer, he has hogs. Hogs. (laughs) He drives hogs. He drives hogs. Like the motorcycle? No. For the animal. Animals. Oh. They tear stuff up. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> Rudolph the Red Nose. Hog deer. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a mystery. It starts out because hog, the hog father has disappeared. No one can find him. And when this happens, shit starts to unravel because... The belief in the Hogfather holds up 
everything. And when the belief starts to unravel, then things start to go horribly awry. Well, death, who's a personification, of course, death actually exists. As a person. As a person. He's Hmm. a skeletal individual with a scythe and the whole thing. It's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Um, Has to stand (laughs) in for the hog father in order to keep everything from falling down around his ears. And then his granddaughter adopted has to go stand in for him as death (coughs) it's extremely complicated to explain and i almost didn't want to um review this book because of that because i was trying to figure out all right how in the hell am i going to explain this but let me just say to you this it's a very fun alternate explanation for christmas from another world Hmm. And yes. if you're a fan of Discworld, it's hilarious. If you're not a fan of Discworld, perhaps you should be. I want to read about Discworld and Harry Dresden. And I have so many books on my list right now. All right. So in order to begin, if you'd like to start at the beginning, you could start with The Color of Magic by Terry Pratchett. The Color of Magic. Okay. Putting that in my And it notes. starts with a wizard named Rincewind who's the worst wizard ever. Hmm. He's so bad that he's never been able to make a single spell work. That's rough. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> and he gets kicked out of the Wizards Guild. That's his beginning. Aww. Yeah. But that's in the color of magic. Okay. Now, so that is if you wanted to start at the beginning. However, if you want to start with Hogfather, it's just kind of fun and it gives you an alternate Christmassy type feel. So you wouldn't have to be, you wouldn't have to read all of them to understand Hogfather. Well, I mean, there are some pretty weird things going on in there. So you, so it you might need a little bit of a catch up. Okay. <laughs> but it's hilarious. So it's not really, it's not completely Not standalone. really a standalone, but I had to, I had to include it anyway. Yeah. Because it really is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, there are, I know a lot of people who have read Discworld. Yeah, and there is a movie on is Netflix. There? Really? The Hogfather. I, can't, I think it comes in two parts. Ooh. Hmm. Oh. So if you feel like you might want to have a little alternate Christmas feel about yourself, mm-hmm. then maybe go check that out as well. Because everybody needs a little Hogfather in their life, right? <laughs> <coughs> Go over to the Castle of Bones and hang out with the Hogfather. Yes. The way that you describe it, it, it kind of reminds me of like Nightmare Before Christmas kind of type of thing. Yeah. Maybe a little, but a little, way weirder. Oh, okay. oh. That weird. <laughs> I know you do. Very, very, very strange. So uh, I don't really need to tell you too much about it because it's so strange that if you've take read me, any, yeah. Terry if you've read Pratchett, anything from Discworld, then know. then you're gonna be able to figure out because, like I said, it's number number twenty in that series, but the fourth in the Death series of the Death. He's person. I think it's funny that Death he's like personified. personified. Yeah. Yeah. And it even there's even a Death of Rats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who who, who wears a little tiny little cloak? Supernatural and has a tiny little uh-uh. scythe. <laughs> He has 
there's death and it's like they have four horsemen and supernatural me and my dad are watched a lot of supernatural mm-hmm. and one of them is death he's my favorite and he has the best taste in food <laughs> he's my favorite <laughs> horseman <laughs> well there you go but and death has a really deep voice like this very <laughs> booming especially in the audiobooks <laughs> I love audiobooks <laughs> hello I'm death Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so that, and then next week, I'm going to review another sort of Christmassy book. I was going to do that this week, but Are I had to kind of pick. Gregory Maguire one? Yeah, Gregory Maguire's um, Hidden Sea, which is uh, the story of the Nutcracker. Oh. But I'm saving that one for next week, because I kind of had to pick one or the other, and so I decided to do The Hogfather this mm-hmm. week. Okay. I have no clue what I'm reading next week. I absolutely have nothing going unless I do Pillars of the Earth. Yeah, I've been reading uh, this, Mostly Harmless. (laughs) (laughs) You guys. (laughs) You know we get stuck on a series. I had to, like, I can't just leave Arthur Dent. He's just hanging. (laughs) She doesn't want to leave Arthur Dent, and she doesn't want to leave the Pillars of the Earth. Kayla, what am I going to do with these two? Well, I mean, they have good taste in books, so. (laughs) I know. I mean, I have to find out what happens with Tom Builder in Pillars of the Earth. You already know what happens. You've already read it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I have to read the first one before I read the second one, so I can read the third one that just came out and I haven't read yet. Kayla's already read it. I know. She's one-upping me. So she is a true book girl. She's going to have to come back up. Mm-hmm. Have you read of The Fall of Giants by him? Yes. Did you? Did you <laughs> like it? Loved she, it. She probably owns all Ken Follett books. Like she does uh-huh. Congress. Only the trilogies. Um, so there's plural. one um, uh, on on the wings of eagles or on the wing of on the wings of eagles. It's the one about yeah. um, Ross Perot. Yes. Yeah, that one was really that. good, and it's actually a nonfiction book. Oh, I'm about to. And that it was out. really freaking good. I liked it. Very actiony. But it had a lot of, like, historical fiction information. Her and her historical fiction. She did that. You reviewed that, my first podcast. Did I? Uh Uh-huh. Because I did The Alchemist and you did On the Wings of Eagle. Because I liked, that one was really good. I think my first Ken Follett book was um, The Third Twin. I haven't read that one. I read that one. And I probably shouldn't have been reading. I was like, I don't know, sixth grade. My mom used to get the Reader's Digest condensed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my mom so always was, got those too. It was yeah. in there, and I, I was like, I like this. Shouldn't have been reading it, but, you know, my mom didn't care. I was reading. As long as you're reading. That's mm-hmm. what my mom always said. Pillars of the Earth was my first Ken Follett book. And I don't even know why I picked it up. I I you, do. I know why. why. Because, the, um, because we started working at the library. Library had it, and I've always liked churches big cathedrals and this is about a cathedral and there was cathedral cathedral on the cover and i mean i'm not religious or anything but they're just beautiful buildings Mm -hmm. beautiful and i'm like oh this is about a church okay building of a church this is totally random but i'm gonna take you to the great reading room on campus it's like my favorite place in the world Uh uh-huh it's is it like that is it it's like and beautiful it's it's amazing oh she's got the look on her face it's where i go to study because it's quiet She's got the Hermione Granger look on her face. <laughs> Speaking of Hermione Granger, what house did you say you're in again? Hufflepuff. Ah, I'm no. a Ravenclaw. I'm a Ravenclaw, not a Hufflepuff. Where did that come from? <laughs> Why did I think that you were a Hufflepuff? I don't know. I'm a Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. Alec and I both are. I'm really glad that I didn't 
because we thought you were a Hufflepuff. Well, I'm a Ravenclaw. Do you know what you are? No. No? Okay. I took the test and it said I was a muggle. Well, Oh. <laughs> but it's only because they, the choices they gave us. I mean, they they were giving us choices of like young adult books. We don't really read young adult books. Right. I mean, it's probably just by the skin of my teeth. I even got through the dang thing. Yeah, because I hadn't read a lot of the books that were the new, on the like list. all the new books. Mm-hmm. There was only one of those I'd read, and the young adult books. I don't really like young young adult books, and I'm not really a big fan of Shakespeare, and that was one of the other options. So I'm like, yeah. And Jane Austen, ew. Yeah, I barely made it through that quiz. Um, well, apparently I did not because there is no letter coming from Hogwarts for me. No. <laughs> me and my little, like, I have a lot of brothers, but my youngest brother is also redheaded. He's also Ravenclaw. Is he? Yeah, we're both Ravenclaws. Garrett's a Gryffindor. I have a friend who's a Slytherin, and I'm like, that fits. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so girls, we need to be prepared because the end of the year is coming. Yes. And you know what that means, don't you? Popping bottles. It means the (laughs) reviewing. End of the year. End of the end of the year list. (laughs) End of the rear. (laughs) End of the rear. It's the ass of the year reviewing. <laughs> We're well, going to look at the backside of the year. <laughs> 2017, you've been a bitch. I like big books and I cannot lie. <laughs> So we're going to look back. We're going to choose some of our favorite books from the past year. So we would like to invite everybody to the conversation on Facebook and Twitter to talk about your favorite books of the years. We love that everybody is chiming in to Twitter and Facebook. We love the conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We love the fact that they're <laughs> suggesting books. We've had a couple of <laughs> suggestions. Okay, so so we're going to just review all like our favorite books from the year? you got to pick. Yeah, just from the year. Just from what you read throughout the year. Right. You have to pick your favorite, favorite books to highlight. To highlight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you've discussed on the podcast. I think last year what I did is I picked out one from each genre that I reviewed on the podcast Okay, to highlight again. So the ones that I really, the ones I bought for my shelf basically is what I did. Mm -hmm. Because those are the ones I really loved. Mm -hmm. And I have them all listed. If you you need, I can give you a list of everything that we talked about for the past year. Yeah. I think last year I did us a little spreadsheet. Yep, spreadsheet. you did. Mm-hmm. But my computer's broken. I can't do it this year unless I do it at the library or at work. Okay, whatever floats your boat, baby. <laughs> so, Kayla, what are your last words on the subject of being on a podcast? I liked it. It was fun. We didn't scare you off? No, I'll come back. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you think oh, your goodness. dad was right that book people are crazy? He doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't read. Oh, so he's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Do you feel like you should need an escort after having met us? <laughs> Are you sure y'all don't need the escort? <laughs> oh, goodness. They, we're the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. I was just reading her sweat ha- sweatshirt over here. <laughs> Jessica has that right on the front of her sweatshirt. Yep. <coughs> Quick question. Uh, Sure. I don't remember. Who was it that was like, 
obsessed with the Joe Hill. Was it Joe? Is it um, Joe? That, heart that's shaped me. That's you, yeah. Martha. I did heart shaped box. You did heart shaped box. But, I mean, I love Joe Hill too, but Martha was I'm a little like bit a obsessed. locket of his beard hair. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why she dyed her little thing right there See, black. I dyed my little peekaboo section of my hair. I dyed it black and in honor of Joe Hill. <laughs> uh, since I have blonde hair, I had to give him a little streak of black right yeah. here. Really, it's to hide the uh, beard hair that she's got clipped in her hair. Oh, stop. That's disgusting. That <laughs> <laughs> looks way too much a like a token of her appreciation. <laughs> I was going to say, say that. I was like, are we sure it's beard hair? Ugh. <laughs> uh, no, that's that's just way too out there and way too disgusting. Eh, took a turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> that's way too weird even for me. Are you a Joe Hill fan? No, I um, honestly only bought the book <laughs> because that was the first podcast I listened to. And you're talking about the first edition. Oh, yes. So I happened oh. to go to the Goodwill the next day and I was just looking and I was like, that might be hmm. worth the money someday. Seriously. So I picked it up and it was a dollar and it's a first edition. You really? need to hang oh, on awesome. to that. That someday, that one dollar, because that's his first full length novel, that's going to be worth money someday. Yeah. Joe Hill is. If you good. don't keep He's any popular. other book, keep that book. It's going to be worth at least several thousand dollars. Woo hoo. Hide it from my children. They might try to kill me off for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, if if you had a, if I had a copy, a first edition copy, a copy of Stephen King's Carrie right now, you know how much of that would be worth? A lot. That's worth about a. I don't know exactly how much that would be worth right now. You looked it up one time. I want to say about a million bucks. Oh wow. I could be wrong. Maybe five hundred thousand. I'm gonna start scavenging. Yeah, like six figure though. Yeah, I'm serious. Some of those, if you find the first edition copy of the first novel of a very famous, like J.K. Rowling, Stephen King, Anne Rice, you know, some of the big dogs. Hmm. And Joe Hill's coming up in that category really fast, I think. Yep. Because he's. People collect those things. It's all about primacy. It's all about having the first of something. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing better than a first edition is an advanced reader's copy. I have a couple of those. See? That's another thing. Mm-hmm. If the book becomes famous and you have an advanced reader's copy of that, what you have is even better than the first edition. Yeah. Ooh. <gasps> that's very cool. I know. It's so exciting. I get, I get so worked up over books. Oh, my gosh. She does. <laughs> I think she's going to start making the noises that I was at Panera <gasps> earlier. I know. I think okay. I need to get a room for myself over here. Yes. <laughs> in your books. She's having a bookgasm. <laughs> I know. Like <laughs> Bonnie was having a breadgasm earlier in Panera. <laughs> yeah. she, she was going to go outside and smoke a cigarette after she had that bread. Oh, yeah. I was like, look, my hands are both right here. <laughs> she was like, I love oh. bread. <laughs> Diet starts tomorrow. No Maybe. more bread for Bonnie. Unless somebody gives me bread. (laughs) (laughs) Do not give her any bread. Makes her sick. Well, it makes my legs swell up. They're very swollen right now. She had to take her socks off before she came in here. Mm -hmm. Because I was muffin topping over my socks. Yikes. 
All right, girls, we got to wrap this baby up. Poor okay. Kayla has to drive all the way back down to Lawton. How far of a drive is that for you? It's about an hour and a half. Well, that's not so bad. No, not too bad. Our next girl, the one from Texas, lives in Dallas. Oh, my goodness. So that's going to be a three-hour drive for her. Mm-hmm. Wow. Brittany. That's Brittany's going to drive from Dallas to be on the show. So we're very awesome. excited about that. My friend yeah. Sarah said she would come on too. We're going to have lots of guests. Awesome. So we love to hear from you on Facebook and Twitter <laughs> and Instagram. We have an Instagram account too. Yes, we now are on Instagram. I need to put that in my phone. I don't have that one on my phone. All, All right. right. I suppose we're done. Any last words, anybody? Nope. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy holidays, everybody. Happy Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> we still have one more week, so we can say Merry Christmas next week. Uh, I guess that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Three Book Girls are on Twitter and join the conversation on Facebook. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.